mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 16, 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive, and Larry Unger, of course, answering phones. Charlie Grimes, our engineer, and we appreciate both of them helping out. Let's go to the phones. I think Jeff in Western Montana is next. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, good morning, you guys. Good morning. Uh, the, uh, the guy with, with the uh, Rambler Nash question yes. put me in my, I went back 50 years, 50-some years to uh, – I used to subscribe to Popular Science in the 1960s. I did as well. They had, ah, they, remember the Smoky Eunuch oh, yes. column they used to have? Oh, yes. Yeah. One of those, he talked to a guy who had uh, gotten into his uh, engine compartment, and this is what made me think of, of, this, of your collar, that he had strapped everything down very neatly, including the fuel line, and when he strapped it down, he put a something around it. it that caused it to... Yeah. You can strict when it got hot. Yeah. And it would cut fuel off. And so if it's not an ignition thing, my thought is it could either be uh, you know, vapor lock or he just has something tight strapped down and he's restricting. I thought of the vapor lock thing as well. And a lot of those older cars you just put a you know rotary pump in them from the get go to eliminate any of that and I thought of that as well. Again, we're guessing not being near the vehicle right. and even feeling it when that happens. Well, and he said it happens right. like so quickly that so I, that puts me on the ignition side just because you know if it loses one or two cylinders for that little bit, but yeah, who knows? Breaker plates and distributors. Yep. I mean, just grounds. I mean, just <laughs> yeah. There's just so many darn things that can give you the same symptom. Right. So I, I just it just took me back fifty years ago. I wonder what Smokey would say. <laughs> right. He was. He was. He that guy. I mean, again, you talk about smart. That guy was a genius. Yes, he was. Very much so. Um, and uh, regarding what you would do nationwide, um, it's not really about drivers. But I used to live in San Antonio, and they had smart lights. And at night, particularly, if you were coming up on an intersection, it would sense you coming. That's whether there was any traffic coming on the other directions. And if not, the light would change very, very quickly, and you could continue going without stopping. Yeah. Um, what I hate in, in Colorado and also up here is you get to a light, there's nobody coming. You have to stop at the red, and then just as you're getting ready to change, somebody comes and it just the, the lights go out of sync, and, they, and they're not smart. There's right. a way to make them smart. And, uh, so... You know, I'm, I go, the lights change, that guy can go, neither one of us has to stop. Everybody, you know, tra- traffic flows much more smoothly. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know why that's so hard to do, particularly in the days of AI. Yeah. I would I mean, think that our, our stoplights, maybe road. I'll try to get somebody on and interview them uh, on that. But you would think, that, and I know there are some newer 
stoplights and the technology with them, Jeff, they're doing some of those things. So there's a lot of the, the newer stoplights, intersections, and so on, where they're doing exactly what you're talking about. And I'm guessing the biggest reason they're not more widespread is every one of those intersections would have to be upgraded and the cost of and cities and states and so on are reluctant to spend the extra money when they don't have to. We'd rather spend it on other crap we don't need. <laughs> Right. Well, this is back in the late 80s, so it's not like this was new technology. I just remember... Oh, the new stuff. If you watch any of the videos on what some of the new, you know, uh, intersections will do and what's going on behind them and what they're actually looking at and doing, and, and, and for all of you listening, by the way, some of the secrets to some of those are if you're sitting in a light and you're the only one there and it's not changing, flash your lights... It will tell. It will then signal because sometimes it's not seeing you. So flashing your lights will get the camera that's up above to see you, and typically it'll change rather quickly. Hmm. Oh, that's a good good thing to know. There's all sorts of little. Those... You can go out and look at some of the videos on that. There's even some guys, Jeff, that do the installs that are now starting to make some videos and tell you know kind of train people on here's how these systems work and hmm. here's what you need to do if you're at an intersection. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, and there's a. I don't know if you've talked about this in your show or not, but the, there's there's a folks can buy the illegal devices. I want to stress that they are illegal, but they they make your car emulate an emergency vehicle at yes. the intersection, so yes. they will change the inter, the light yeah. to. Green if they catch you using those, you're in big trouble. Yeah, that's. I'm not advocating that at all. I just when you said that. It, it put me in mind of those as well. Yep. Watch out! That's something people should not do. No, right. do not do that. Yeah, they're. There, uh, but yeah, you're right. You mean you can pretty much buy anything you want to today. That's mm-hmm. that's the you know. That, I guess that's a pro and a con at the same time. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks again. Yo, guys. you're very welcome, Jeff. Appreciate the phone call and three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. A couple lines open. We'll go to Robert in Denver next. Robert, go ahead. Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking to buy um, a used car, but you know, much more recently used car. And uh, I have, because I have two cars that are from 1996. Okay. So I know I need to upgrade. And, I, I mean, I love my Jeep, but I, I would like to get something like that, a four-wheel drive vehicle and, uh, you know, six-cylinder, under $30,000. Okay. And have my wish list. Okay. Uh, Ridgeline, by the way, uh, Auto Brokers, one of our great sponsors up in Boulder, that's exactly the type of vehicles they they specify in or they specialize in, I should say, Robert, and what you're talking about is exactly what they do. They can even take some on trade. Whether they'll do the 96s or not, you'd have to just call Justin up there and, and ask, but that is exactly what they do. Well, that's not that's not online. That's a, that's a phone number. You right? can do online or, no, you can shop online. You, you or can You can actually do the phone talk number. to somebody? You, yeah, you what? can actually call and Justin no answer the phone. You can talk to him as well, but you can do either or. It's RidgelineAutobrokers.com. The number's there, and you can call Justin and talk to him as well. He's probably even around today. Okay. All right. That's a, no, that's a good lead. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Give him a call, and that's exactly right up his alley. They specialize in those year-making models of cars, and they've had even a lot of folks of late because of different things in the economy and so on where they're, believe it or not, trading down. So kind of the opposite of what Robert just said. Robert's wanting to trade up. They've got some folks of late where they've traded down. In other words, they've got a really expensive vehicle, and maybe something in their world has changed, and they can't really afford that car anymore, so they take that car on on trade, and things happen. So yeah. something that's they a little less happen. money, and away you go. Speaking sure. of, this is a side note, even to Robert. Now, not, not taking anything away from Ridgeline, but I think even they would agree with me on this one. So this particular week, I'll do a full review of it on Monday on Rush to Reason, but... 
I'm driving a brand new 2023 Chevy Trax. It's front wheel drive, so it's not an all wheel drive. They only make the Trax in a front wheel drive. But if you're not necessarily needing all wheel drive, which for Colorado, for 90% of the time, you don't need all wheel drive. The front wheel drive would work just fine. Now, this particular vehicle, I'm getting 30 plus miles to the gallon in. It's got a little 1.4 liter turbo. Is it a powerhouse? No. Does it do fine? Yes. Is it going to get you from A to B in a very timely, comfortable fashion? Yes. Is it like driving a, last week I drove a $130,000 Mercedes SUV that's a full EV. Is it the same as that? No. Uh, it's real close. <laughs> One, two, three, <laughs> four, say, five. Five of these. You could for, buy five yeah. Traxes exactly. for the one Mercedes because the Trax is $26,000. Very affordable. And it's big. Well, so I mean, it's going back, Robert, to your, your comment a moment ago. If you're looking to trade up and you want to be in that mid 20s, well, I'm driving a brand new car this week. That's twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars. The one I'm buying, driving, by the way, is their top of the line tracks. It is every single bell and whistle you can buy for twenty six thousand dollars. That's not a bad deal, right? Exactly. Nothing against you know Ridgeline, and you know you can buy a lot fancier used car. We get more bells and whistles and so on than what this car has, but for $26,000... When you can buy that car through Ridgeline, probably, you, too. You probably could. They, if you want to arrange that, can, you most yeah, definitely could. Because they that's what they do, too. Yep. Yeah. So, point being, not a bad car for twenty six grand. Right. Yeah. Not bad at all. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? 
The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Hey, this is Scott Watley. You know, there are many responsibilities of being a pet owner, and an important one this time of the year comes from me and our friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, here's five quick rules on how to keep your pet safe in the heat of summer. Rule number one, never leave your pet inside a parked car or truck during the summer months. Leaving a pet inside a parked car is the number one cause of heat-related death in pets. It only takes a mildly warm day and a few minutes for temperatures to rise inside a parked car and they'll skyrocket to dangerous levels. For a pet in a hot car, terrible suffering and death will soon follow. Rule number two, make sure your pet has plenty of cool, fresh water at all times. Number three, limit your pet's outdoor activities to early morning and evening hours. Our rule number four, provide a shaded space for your pet when outdoors that you can supervise. And rule number five, the absolute best way to protect your pet from overheating in the heat of the summer is to keep it indoors at home where it will be cool and safe. Hey, we all love our pets. Let's keep them safe this summer. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, 8681 Lincoln Avenue, 303-708-8050. And you can find other great tips on their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. All right, we are back. Again, appreciate you guys listening. Drive Radio KLZ 560. And Ken Rackley with us again, Tech Automotive. And Don in Denver and Mike in Sterling. Let's go to, I think Don's been holding on the longest. Don, go ahead. Well, a better afternoon to you guys. And uh, I have a, a problem. Okay. And I was wondering, reaching out to see in your vast audience, I can't get some help. Okay. And my problem, I was heading my way to your car show um, last Saturday, going down the highway, and left front tire came apart. I was driving a 1975 Corvette, and it took out 
some of the outer fender and some of the inner fender. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really struggling to find anybody to do the fiberglass work. Um, I've called the Corvette Connection, Corvette City, uh, Corvettes Only is mm-hmm. gone, Rocky mm-hmm. Mountain Corvettes is gone. And so, I'm, uh, again, I just asking if um, any of your vast audience might have some leads to help me uh, start to get my um, classic Corvette repaired. You know, the other the other lead I could give you, and I don't know if Joaquin at Colorado Car Works, one of our, our sponsors, I don't know if Joaquin can do that glass work. If he doesn't, I at least know he probably has a referral he could send you to. So call Joaquin over at Colorado Car Works next and see what he says, Don. I will be glad to do that. And, you know, I've been listening to you guys for, uh, you had Gearhead Radio. Yep. You know, I've been listening 20 well, thank you. plus years. And, you know, now now it's time for me. Um, I'm crying the blues and uh, asking for something. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 and what is the rest of the, I mean, you wouldn't be coming to the car show if the rest of the car wasn't in really good shape. So the other thing to do is find somebody that can, you know, match the paint, blend everything, you know, not only get the fender and that, you know, back in, in shape, but then get the rest of the paint looking good as well, of course. Of course, and you what know, color that, is it, Don? Uh, it's their, uh, their. I I forget the technical, you know, the Corvette's name, but it's that uh, kind of burnt orange. Oh, okay. And it's, the, you know, and it's the convertible hard hard top last yep. year of that model yep. with the four speed. So it's a, sure. you know, it's it's a rare bird nowadays. It is. Know, no, it really is. No, we you need to get that car again. fixed and yeah. and back up and again. Call Joaquin. See what he says. If he doesn't have anybody, send me an email, Don, and I'll ask my dad and uncle. You know, they're in that world and know the fiberglass end of it pretty well, as well as far as who's still doing some of those things, some of the old timers and so on. So if he can't help, send me an email and I'll see what else I can find for you. All right. Uh, and um, do you have a number for this guy? or do you uh, hang, Possibly. Hold on here. Let me look and see if I've got it handy. Um... Yeah, here we go. 303. Got it. 761-0955. 761-0955. 761-0955. All right. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Don. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Mike and Sterling, you're next. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. Uh, The question of the day is to the... The one that I'd like to see is that if somebody gets caught driving down the road with their forearms on the steering wheel to keep it in the lane and texting, <laughs> they get drug out of that car, taken to the right-of-way fence, and horse whip. <laughs> Can't argue that one. And I unfortunately uh, witnessed a fatal accident at I-25 and Colorado Boulevard. Mm. Uh, It's tough for me to drive up there anyway because I'm pretty old. But, uh, yeah, I saw him coming, and I was in the right lane. And I saw him in the mirror and what they were doing, and I pulled off onto the shoulder lane and was slowing down. And this woman just smacked this guy right in the ass killed him hmm. wow yeah yeah 
and the guy with the Nash, I'd be uh, I'd be looking at the condenser. Mm-hmm. That too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be looking at the condenser. They they're kind of noted noted for that, especially those ones that I think GM called them a unipack, where the points yep. in the condenser were all one thing. Oh, right, yeah. uniset. Mm-hmm. Yep, unisets. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, they were horrible. Yeah, that, yeah, we we in the industry did not like those. All right, ATI no, came out and it's like, whew, yeah, got rid of that. Crap. Well, and even the unisets themselves. We, yeah. I personally always liked the ones that were separate. I did not like yeah. the unisets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in there changing them with you. So yeah. Anyway, like your show. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you very much as yeah, always. And lines are open. By the way, got about a half an hour left. Three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. See a young technician, you say points and condenser, and they're like, "What? What? What are you talking about?" Yeah, right. What's exactly. that? Ken, what's a what? points? One coin. What am I pointing at? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. What, what, where are those? Yeah. What, what am I pointing at on the car? Where is this at? A carburetor. How do you how, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, how do you I spell was, that? Ken how? and I during the break were talking. I get enough inquiries and i think most of our shops do ken included where literally you could start a shop working on just old vehicles the problem is i don't know that you can charge enough money to work on old vehicles only given you know given what most people you know are needing to do with some of those older vehicles not the classic one like we were talking about a moment ago with don on that's a whole different world in the corvette and i'm not talking about that but just old vehicles in general the problem is the overhead of running a shop everything from the cost of the building to the insurance to the gas and light bill to on down the line we go the problem is you'd have to charge you know two hundred dollars plus an hour to work on old vehicles and then finding people that really understand how to work on them you're not going to be at 200 you're going to be at 250 because to get those guys (laughs) to even come to work for you and do that ken you're going to spend a lot of money to make all that happen well and and kind of like we were talking too i mean there's cars that's 15 years old that parts are deleted where you know they're just no longer made well you get them 40 years old and you know certain emission components things like that well, remember popping those hoods and just taking the air cleaner off with 17 vacuum lines and stuff? Well, that was... I was thinking... There, you, there were, you just said that. I saw a Jeep online. I don't know. Maybe you, you just reminded me of something. So yesterday, I'm just thumbing through, and I saw an older Jeep, and I thought, does that guy know how many vacuum lines are underneath the air cleaner of that old, like, 86 Jeep? Right. Exactly. Uh, it was a. It was a. Yeah. It was spaghetti. Well, yeah. Well, they had a vacuum diagram under yep. there saying on the, what, on what, the yes right, right on exactly. the right on the radiator support. Well, they had they had ported vacuum switches. Yep. Yeah. That would operate off temperature, and there were four or five lines going to those. They delete. They discontinued those back in the nineties. So they didn't work when they were new. You're right. Exactly. Those cars just so trying to yeah. find your point. Yeah. Trying to find somebody today that even knows enough about right. all of that that can yeah. work on them. Yeah. Is just it's it's a challenge, well, and I even had a call for you know eighty seven Grand National this week that had oh, really? failed emissions. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I'd like to buy that car. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's one of those things that's like, you know, I yeah, I mean, we don't work on. Them. I mean, that, even that's I mean, a tough that's, car. Yeah, and yes, you know, and if it if it needs a part, is it available? You know, I mean, some of the sensors probably, are but you're going to do. You know, here's the other thing for a shop like you. Probably, but the amount of time and energy it yeah. takes to go find that now is right. not what you do normally on a day-to-day basis. Exactly. And even if I'm consulting you as a as your coach, I'm saying 
don't work on that. Right. Because you, you can't make the money you need exactly. to do in the shop to cover everything else we have going on working yeah. on that vehicle. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I'm telling you as a coach, don't work on that car. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're not making any money. Don't work on it. Yeah, exactly. And you're not. Makes and people, sense. people yeah. are listening thinking, what are you talking about? If you charge enough money, you can make money. No, frankly, you can't. No, right. Exactly. Well, you, and, you, No, you can't. Sorry. And, and not, you, not with all of the effort it takes to do what you just said. No, right. you can't. That's right. Exactly. You know, you're, figuring you're, out the problem is one thing. Uh, you know, Finding everything else right, to fix exactly. it is another. Yeah. And then having the skills with the people that work for you to even do it is a whole right. other level. So and then th- that's what, what's starting to happen in that world, folks. Yeah, and, and there was, yeah, another car, too, that somebody said, you know, about uh, doing a heater core on an older car like that. And I'm like, we're not doing that either because all that plastic is 20 plus, 30 years old, whatever, and it's just going to break. And you, know, you need a completely different type. Let me make sure I'm saying this correctly to everybody listening. It takes a whole different type of shop that is not a regular daily production shop that's doing all right. the things we talk about here on a weekly basis to do the things on these older vehicles to Ken's point. Now, everybody has to take a step back. You got to slow down your entire process. Right. That that heater core job, even for what Ken just mentioned, now becomes a whole different world than it was back then, or yeah. even on a new car today. Because to your point, everything is different. It's more brittle. Even taking door panels off, yeah, right. and doing things along those lines is not what it was right. back then. Exactly. So you have to change the entire process of how yeah. you do things. Therefore, adding cost. Right. Exactly. Instead of. You know, there's not a flat rate anymore. Nope. You have to go by the hour, time spent on the vehicle. That's right. And and knowing that, okay, we're going to start at this price, and anything that breaks along the lines, it, could increase you know, we're, it. we're taking our time right. doing it, but this is not it's our so fault. It's so hard to even get brittle. estimates on the front side right. doing those things because yeah, you just don't exactly. know what you're going to get into. Yeah. That's right. the problem. And, I mean, even on, you know, car 20 years old is is challenging that way oh exactly no you're exactly right so all right we'll be right back folks questions 303-477-5600 we'll come right back drive radio klz 560 have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses maybe some prescription sunglasses we'll look no further than stack optical since 1968 yes you heard me right since 1968 stack optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. 
with the Fed's continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me if you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle give them a call today by the way sign up today for the vip list they'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet and it's at a discounted price worldwide vintage autos don't let the name fool you they sell worldwide but their showroom is right here in denver find them today at worldwidevintageautos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks, by the way, for all the text messages we've gotten today. I do appreciate that. And uh, uh, really, I mean that. We get all sorts of different questions, comments, feedback, different things. And, and all of you are great, and I appreciate it very much. I can't mention every single one of them on air just because, you know, some fit, some don't. Uh, somebody said, talking about the lights sinking that up in Cheyenne, it's so old school that there is no central network and nothing sinks and everything's manually timed at the cabinet. And anyways, Cheyenne's not going to spend any money to upgrade. It's, it's the same same light timing at midnight or at 
eight o'clock in the morning. So I can remember yeah. a time, and this is where things you know things have changed a lot. When we were kids, everything after a certain time at night, 11, 12, flashed. Flashing yellow or red. It flashed mm-hmm. to like 5 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Yeah. There's very no. few places in town you go to where you see any kind of flashing lights. Sure. You could even, you know, before you get up on a hill, and you could, you know, if it was you know, late enough at night and early enough, and I can remember this just from plowing snow and stuff, you'd look out and there'd be all these flashing lights. You hardly see anything right. flashing yeah. anymore. I get up and go plow snow at, you know, 3 a.m., and you're still waiting for stupid stoplights at times. It's like, why is this bloody thing red? There's no one here. <laughs> Change. Well, is it, uh, yeah, is it, is it people not knowing what that means? I mean, I think know, it's just the technology wonder. now. You know, there's yeah. enough of the cabinets in this area, and again, for Cheyenne, probably not. But there's enough air, you know, enough cabinets in this area where they've done enough of the stoplight upgrades and such yeah. to where they've put in the different sensors and cameras and so on now Makes to sense. where they they don't necessarily have to. You know, it pretty much senses as there a car there. I'll, you know, we'll go ahead and change the light, that sort of a thing. But like I said earlier, they don't always do that. So one of the tricks is, um, and you have to do all this safely. As you're coming up to the light, what I've learned is if there's no one there and it's the intersection, you can tell it's red and there's not a single soul around, flash your lights as you pull up to the intersection. Typically, by the time you get the stop bar, it'll be about ready to change. Now, if you pull up and forgot to do that and you're sitting there, you got to make sure that it can see you flashing the light. So don't pull up so far that it no longer sees your lights because then it'll be looking over the top of you and flashing doesn't do any good. But typically, if it can see you and you flash your lights, high beam, low beam, it typically will see that, and you'll get a change fairly quickly. The problem is if there's somebody across from you, now they think you're being a jerk, so you got to yeah, be careful right. as to what you do there. But if you're both sitting there long enough and nothing's changed, flash your lights and try to get the light to trip, and off you go. Yeah. Typically, that's how that will work. Uh, also, Mark Black Forest, uh, he and I have been going kind of back and forth a little bit on the whole Godzilla engine, uh, you know, the big block gas versus the diesel truck. Mark's feeling is that, that if you don't drive it much, the gas is a better value. Yeah, although keep in mind, when you go to resell things, the diesel truck will bring more money and be more desirable to sell than the gas one will, period, no matter what. Yeah, well, yes, you have to make that initial upfront investment to get the diesel, which I looked from the Godzilla to a 7.3 is about 8, 8K difference. It's typically 10K for the diesel upgrade, but the Godzilla upgrade is about 2,000, 2,500. So it's 7,500K to go from the Godzilla to the full bore power stroke now i will tell you though when you go to sell those vehicles you're going to get that 8k back out of the six seven power stroke yeah. all day long over that godzilla yeah in fact there there may be a point where selling the godzilla may be more difficult than you think because not everybody wants that gas engine yeah. now i know there's a point and a purpose for it i guess i just look at that and think the amount of time and effort and r&d that both chevrolet and Ford had to do to create those, is that going to pay off when it's all said and done? Right. And I don't have an answer because I'm, I'm not the bean counter there, so I don't know. But I, I, would, be, I would be hard-pressed to believe that's going to pay off. Yeah. Unless there's other benefits for doing that, selling crate engines and things like that to the aftermarket. Sure. You know, maybe there's enough market there to where it, you know, where it pays. But otherwise, I don't know how that pays, Ken. Yeah. Yeah, hard to say. I mean, depends on what you're doing with it, I guess. You know, local land. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you would, you know, local landscapers that have, you know, a big trailer, but 
But even you know, then, they typically to, are looking for longevity, and yeah, right. you'll save a little bit yeah. of fuel economy, or you'll make better fuel economy out of the diesel side than you will the gas side. Granted, yeah. diesel is typically more than the gas side, but your longevity yeah. is typically so much better that I, sure. again, I don't. I, I mean, yeah, hard. To I say. don't know. Yeah, I mean, we as a fleet typically will buy. The diesel, you know, there's times we'll buy a gas engine, but anymore we typically buy the diesels. We've done the math, and over time, even the resale value at the end, we've done the math and determined that we're saving money buying the diesel side of it as opposed to buying the gas side. Sure. So we don't typically buy too many more you know, gas ones because of that. And for, well, and, and I have recommended the gas for some of my customers that, you know, maybe tow a, a you know, maybe it's their daily driver through the winter, but they tow a trailer two or three times a year, you know, uh, up to the mountains and, and sure. maybe a heavy trailer, but by a six, two or whatever. And away you go. Right. Exactly. But you know, recommend the gas for that because I mean, they don't need a diesel right. for driving around town. Agree. And, um, you know, uh, in that case though, I'd still yeah. just buy the six, two. I just don't know that I'd spend the extra money to buy the, the six, seven, six. three Godzilla. Or, I just yeah, don't no. see where yeah. the, Again, and I basically should have specified that earlier. They already most of these companies have already got a pretty healthy V eight option, anyways. Yeah. So to step up and then buy the Godzilla in this case engine, is it really cost? You know, is there a cost benefit when it's all said and done? I just don't see it. Yeah. But yeah, um, I guess you can just say you've got a Godzilla engine. I, I can <laughs> right. Seven three is this? You know, is the same cubic inch as the old seven three diesels? Where maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's what. I, again, I don't know why Ford does what they do. I don't know why manufacturers right. do what they do. Yeah. Oh. I that part I don't understand. I know that right now Ford needs to pay more attention to what they're doing on the EV side, given they lost about five billion dollars so far this year on the EV side. I think they need to be watching that more closely than what they're doing here, even. Maybe they're trying to make it up on this side to make up for some of those. I don't know. Yeah. Question of the day. We've got a few minutes left here where you guys can answer that still. If you could add any one single driving law across the nation, what would it be? And, by the way, a lot of you have had some really great answers to that. Now, the other article I've got that we talked about this kind of in passing when we had, uh, I believe it was uh, Robert calling in asking about buying a different vehicle. He had 96s and he was wanting to upgrade. Uh, Charlie actually sent me this earlier this week. This is out of Jalopnik, which I'd normally read, but he sent me this one prior to me reading it. Headline reads, it's almost impossible to find a decent used car under $20,000. That's why I was talking about this tracks being twenty six k for a brand new car. This article is basically validating what I said earlier about 26000 for a new really mini SUV. Yeah, it's not all-wheel drive, but it's a front-wheel drive SUV. Um, given the fact you can't hardly find a good, decent car for under twenty grand used, makes that car a heck of a deal. Yeah, right. And this article, by the way, is you you see this, you you do used car inspections. Is this article wrong? No. You don't get much for under twenty grand these yeah, days. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, there again, you get what you pay for, and I mean, they're getting top dollar for the used vehicles, and you know, if they're two years old or whatever, you know, they're not going to be a lot different than the new new car prices so, yep you know. so this was an, again from jalopnik there's signs that the used car market is slowly shifting back to normal actually justin and josh last week from ridgeline auto brokers we talked about this very thing online you know we were on air last week deals on evs are becoming commonplace yes because their inventories are raising used luxury cars are seeing the expected depreciation drops that they once had by the way we all knew that if you go out and buy a really expensive car it's going to depreciate faster than it's you know, non-luxury counterpart. Yeah. But if you're a used car buyer on a budget, 
A recent survey revealed how difficult it is to find something that's under $20,000. There was a time not that long ago where buyers could buy something pretty nice like a Mazda 6 or, or perhaps a, a Hyundai Tucson, something along those lines, for eighteen to twenty grand. These cars would have only been a few years old, reasonable, buy, reasonable miles, likely still some warranty left. Even shoppers in the ten dollars to $15,000 range could pick up a Kia Soul or a Nissan Sentra, something along those lines, under 50,000 miles. Now, those used car prices of 2019 feel impossibly far away, and the market for cheap cars has shrunk dramatically. Now, one of the other factors for this, and I'll tell you this as soon as we get back, is some of this has to do with what the manufacturers are making on the front side, what the new cars even are. I'll talk about that as soon as I come back, because it's one thing that I don't think this article got into that I'll cover as soon as we come back. So myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Glass. 
All right, we are back. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive, and Charlie Grimes, of course, answering, or sorry, Larry Unger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, your engineer today. Mark, hang tight. I want to answer really quick also why I feel that used car prices are not as good of a deal as they once were. Keep in mind that since COVID, and we had supply chain issues and so on, and the manufacturers were trying what they could to even get cars to market, in a lot of cases, they didn't build cheap cars. Right. Yeah. Everything they sent out was their pretty much full bore, top of the line, every bell and whistle, and so cars were being sold. I mean, the average price of a new car today is approaching $50,000, where when you're spending fifty for a new car, in two or three years down the road, it's not going to be worth twenty anymore. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's, it's still, still a $30,000, yeah, $30, exactly. $35,000 car. That's exactly yeah, right. right. So that's the other reason, which isn't in this article, as to why used car prices are where they're at and reason why you can't go find a, a two- or three-year-old car for under twenty grand because yeah. they didn't sell Makes for that sense. new. They, yeah, exactly. They sold for a lot more, which this article, I would have thought, would have said, but they're not saying. I did say that you know the supply constraints and inflated prices, but they didn't get into what I just said a moment ago. The, that average price of a new car is also considerably higher, and that's why. Mark, you're up. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Good show. Been good morning. all week. And, uh, so your question of the day uh, is a good one. I had a lot of things pop up in my head, and I thought, eh, I don't want to reinvent the wheel, but your your thought process on uh, like deactivating the cell phone while you're driving, I think it, it would be a simplistic, you know, thing for uh, a phone manufacturer if they were uh, inclined to do so by regulation. Which I'm again saying, I, I, I'm with you. I don't want more regulation, but but we do need more safety on the roads. And I think if we just had that clicked off, which I remember a few years ago, Colorado tried to actually pass a law saying that yep. you couldn't drive with a cell Got phone. Defeated. And then they freaked out and said, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't do that because we do it too. And they, Yeah, yeah they I think that was it, Mark. Away. I think you're exactly right. The, the, the lawmakers are like, well, hang on. That means us too. We can't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, and for, so and for those of you that maybe are not iPhone users, iPhones come with a – Ability to turn it comes in by default, by the way, to where if you're driving, it goes into a driving mode. You you can't text and blah blah blah. In fact, it'll even send a message out for you automatically if somebody texts you that says I'm driving. I'll respond when I can. That's a feature you turn off, but it does come standard engaged on an iPhone, Mark. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I've got an Android and it has a switch, but you have to go in, know where the switch is, and flip it. Yeah, on an iPhone, it comes that way, and you have to tell it, I don't want that. It's a driving mode, basically. Yeah, it should be automatic. But anyway, so I had, I do have a question. It's kind of car-related with the BG products. Uh, 20-plus years ago, when I worked at Napa and and was also selling BG products back then, they they had a deal where uh, there was like a little coin inside the can, and if you collected those coins, you could trade them in for like... BG can crap, and I heard that they you got, went you got away swag. You could get <laughs> BG swag, Mark. <laughs> yeah, usually it's cash. But it's sometimes cash, but you could yeah. get swag or jackets or whatever. And it's still that way. They yeah. still do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they still do that. Okay, yeah, it's a reward for the technicians. Away, right? I mean, it's sort of a spiff to you know make sure technicians are recommending you know certain products and so on. I don't know that. How should I say this? It's always been something that technicians enjoyed, although I will tell you it's never, in my opinion, been a driving force as to why a technician recommends it or not. Right. Right. So right. Some, I'll is be there, honest. Some don't even collect them like, like they is should. There a, is there a packing reason or shipping reason or storage reason for that coin to be in there? No, it is a spiff program that, that only. Is, yeah, that that's is, all it is. Oh, that's all it's for. Got it. Yeah. Okay. No, no other so reason. It's simply a spiff program for the technicians in the auto shops to – 
you know, get a little reward for, for, you know, recommending BG products over a Wins product or a Lucas or a whatever. That's all it's for, Mark. Yeah. Gotcha. Perfect. Been there again. It's been there as long. I've been around BG, yeah, again, since the, literally, I mean, since the early 70s when I could really remember my dad using said products and even asking him, you know, what's at the bottom of the can? I mean, I can remember asking when I was, you know, <laughs> six, seven years old that same question. So they've yeah. been around that long, Mark. Yeah. The, very, very the, good. The colored ones oh, are great, 25 great cents, and the gold ones are 50 cents. There you go. You and know? you can redeem so. those for, you know, either cash, or most guys redeem it for merchandise. They typically have, you know, hats and T-shirts and jackets and all kinds of stuff you can get. And, and a lot of the, the, the really good, uh, you know, dealers, I guess you could say, the, you know, the, the guys that drive the trucks around and so on, if you're a really good, solid BG shop and you're a little short on getting a jacket – um, you know, they'll let you still redeem all that for a jacket or whatever, and that's just how those guys work. They're, they're, it's a good company, Mark. It really is. Yeah, yeah it is a good company. They take care of their technicians. Let's just say that. It's nice to have high-quality products available. Right. It, it is, and it's nice to have a company that then also takes care of the person that's taking care of the vehicle themselves when it's all said and done. Right. 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 Yeah, I learned I learned a considerable amount from your shows, from from your your weekly shows to your auto shows to to, to radio radio. I really appreciate you guys. Well, thank you, Mark. I, really I appreciate you. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Appreciate that very much. We and we go back and forth a lot, so thank you as well. I appreciate that also. Yes, sir. You guys have a great appreciate weekend. you, too. Mark, very much. No, Mark sends me good info all the time, and and a lot of you do. And I realize some of you don't. You busy lives, you don't have time. But a lot of you send me different everything from. You know, articles to products to different things, things you've done even, the vehicles you drive. I mean, I enjoy all of that, and it's a big community, and I, I really I appreciate each and every one of you and the things that you guys send in on a routine basis. It makes yeah. it makes the, the product that we're delivering, which is what this is, it's a product. You know, the shows themselves are products. It makes the products we're delivering that much better by you guys all inputting and doing that. It really does. It makes a huge difference. Definitely. I learn stuff every week. Yeah, well, me too. Every show we do, you know, I mean, it's... I, there's not yeah. a there's not a day or a week that goes by, Ken, that I don't learn something new. That's right. I you learned today that there's still a Rambler on the road. <laughs> so I, you know, I, hey, I did not know that. <laughs> no, well, I was kidding. telling Ken a moment ago, probably can close out with this, and this is interesting. And a lot of you guys know the brand Rivian. So Rivian makes electric vehicles only. And they're using a lot of components from Stellantis in the vehicles that they're making. In fact, if you climb in one, you'll notice some familiarity with some of their components on the dash and steering wheels and different things along those lines where they're buying some of those components from Stellantis, you know, Ram and Dodge and all that. Sure. Jeep and so on. Stellantis, who owns, you know, FCA and Fiat and all that. Right. At any rate, Rivian, who is a maker of, started with pickup trucks, they now make an SUV. They're very expensive. They're still struggling to make money. They're getting seed money to do the things that they're doing. But I read an article just today on how fast the front only, front tires, are wearing on Rivians. To the point where there are people putting tires on these vehicles every six to 7,000 miles, which is excessive. Now, several things that contribute to this. One, the vehicles are heavy. A Rivian weighs, get this, 7,000 Pounds. It's as much as a thirty-five hundred, yeah. you know, Chevy or much F350 as my dually. or yeah. your dually. Yeah. I mean, they weigh as much. It's a, it's a small, quote unquote, half-ton pickup that weighs as much as a full-bore one-ton truck does. Dually pickup. They're yeah. that heavy. So that's part of where 
that tire wear is coming from. And remember, they're not running, to my knowledge. I, next time I get, go up to close to one, I'll look and see. But I don't think they're running 10-ply tires. And one of the first things I would do if I owned a Rivian is I put 10-ply tires on it. Yeah, something that heavy. Yeah, I, I would exactly. upgrade that to a 10-ply oh, yeah. tire right mm-hmm. off the bat. I would not just run an LT tire. Right. Uh, the next thing that's happening is these things have a mode whereby you get above 35 miles an hour. They lower the vehicle and switch to more front-wheel drive than rear-wheel drive. And even when they switch to front-wheel drive, they've got over 450 horsepower driving the front wheel. So they're still a fun car to drive, and most yeah. of the drivers are probably driving accordingly. <laughs> so given that you now have a vehicle that weighs 7,000 pounds, it's driving mostly off the front tires above 35 miles an hour. And one other factor here is the alignment is changing when it lowers. The toe-in is increased, and the camber is changing. And I would have thought that somebody at the manufacturer would have noticed these things, given the fact they're making it go into this mode above 35 miles an hour. And given all of what I just said, that is contributing, of course, to increased tire wear. Because when you increase the toe-in and change the camber at the same time, of course your tire wear is going to change. Mm -hmm. And it is. Mm -hmm. I would have thought that somebody at Rivian would have figured out some of this can on the front side and would have allowed for some of this even in the initial alignment settings, knowing that, hey, when we get above 35 miles per hour, we're going to change some of this. Let's change some of our initial settings, which some of these people now are doing, and it's helping the tire wear. I would have thought the factory would have done that. Right. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So for some of you that are in that world, you you would know, first of all, if you're Looking at one of those vehicles, these are things you should know on the front side. Even with the, with changing some of the factory alignment settings and so on, the most people are getting out of these things are fifteen, maybe 20,000 miles out of a set of front tires only. They're making them rotate them faster now as well because that's a big factor also. But I just beware. If you're somebody that's in that world looking at Rivian, they have front-only heavy tire wear problems because of everything we just noted. Right. Well, and and two, if you think about it, I mean, people buying a a pickup or or any vehicle, really, I mean, your time spent over 35 miles an hour is going to be 80, 90% of the time. Yes. Vehicle moving time. Yes. I mean, seriously. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just... All right, Ken, let everybody know where you're at and how to get a hold of you. Yeah, so Tech Automotive, we're 14851 East Colfax. Colfax and Chambers, roughly, between Chambers and Sable. 225-ish. Yeah. yeah, East of 225. East of 225, and phone number is 303-364-3391. And for anything else you guys need, all of our sponsors, we actually have a new sponsor, too, as well, which I've mentioned a couple of times here of late. That's Dr. Scott Faulkner down in Castle Rock. If you want some really great... Uh, health care that's outside of the regular system give scott a call he'd love to help you out and you heard his number and you can find all of his information and all of our other sponsors on the website drive-radio.com sportsman of colorado is coming up next myself charlie and larry unger and ken rackley of course tune tech automotive we're all signing off have a great rest of your weekend i'll see you back here on monday for rush to reason this is drive radio klz 560 still haven't had enough go to drive-radio.com email your questions and comments Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 
560.